Hey everyone, the holidays are just around the corner. Corey and I wanted to provide some resources for you. For those of you who may be struggling right now, in our show notes and on our website and on Instagram, in our link tree, we will link back to our website. We will have a list of resources for those of you who might need resources for mental health, for food security, and for rent security. Some of them are Washington State and Seattle specific, but the food bank link goes all over the United States. You can click on the map and find your local food bank. There's also a program called SNAP. And if you don't know what that is, I've given a link for that as well. So please check that out. And please remember, it doesn't just have to be around the holidays. If you're struggling because of the pandemic or because of the capitalist society that we live in, please check out these resources. Thanks, and we hope you are well, healthy, and happy. Yes, your pets as well. Thanks for the reminder, kitten. Gather round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Or it will be Tuesday when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey and I want to give a shout out to Yosoya Shavala. I hope I'm saying that correctly, who gave us a review. Thank you to everybody who's been giving us reviews. We really appreciate it. It helps other people find us, and we are so grateful that you're listening and taking the time to push those little stars and also for writing a review. We are so grateful, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Before we head to the library, I would like to extend an exciting new thing to all of you wonderful listeners who listen to our podcast every week. Your feedback on Instagram has been so amazing and so wonderful, and we want to offer a monthly offering to you in the form of a newsletter. Now, this is going to probably adjust and change over time, but for now, it's sort of what's what of the month a little bit of herbs a little bit of spells a little bit of crafts a little bit of news and if that is something that you are interested in we are going to have our inbox open just email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put newsletter if you would like to be on that list go ahead and just say so in the body of the email and if you have suggestions for what you'd like in the newsletter, please put that in the body of the email. But email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com and put newsletter in the subject. And we've also got some important recognitions this month, the month of November, as we are about to exit. Yeah. Well, uh, before we head out to our babble, we've got a little fireside chat first, a little business. Uh, it's November. It's almost not November anymore, which is blowing my mind apart. I know. It's going by uh, really fast. Real fast. And um, yet at such a slow pace at the so, same time. Time. What a weird thing. 
Um, but uh, the day that we're recording this is the day after Trans Day of Remembrance. And it is also Trans Awareness Month and Native Heritage Month. And I would like to say for both of us, this is a trans-friendly space. Yeah. And it should be a given that trans folks get to live a life of joy where they get to thrive. Where they get medical treatment that they need. Where they get all of the basic freaking human rights that human people should have. I know it's a naive thing to say, but it's frankly shocking to me that this is a discussion that needs to be had. But here we are. We just want you to know to any of our listeners out there um, and to the people in my life who happen to be trans, I love you and I see you and uh, I'll do my very best to continue making the world a safer, better place for you and us. There are also some great stories out there right now with trans folks at the center of them. Also, just want to give a shout out to the reboot of Charmed that has their very first transgender actor and character, not just actor, but also a character that they are going to feature prominently in their regular cast, which I'm really excited about. I know. And it was a good day. It was a good election cycle for trans folks and POC and... Mm -hmm. And Um, on that note, if it's okay, I'll move to a celebration of Indigenous people this month. Uh, I just want to give a shout out and a thank you to all the Indigenous people who voted in Arizona. I know that it was harder for you because of garbage voter uh, repression, suppression, suppression. You did it and you're amazing. And thank you. And that's the reason that Biden won in that state. are your votes so thank you so very much truly and i just want to bring awareness also to the fact that indigenous people out of all poc that are being affected by the pandemic they're actually the ones losing the most people to this disease and they are also the highest rate of women who go missing are indigenous women presumed dead every single year. So if you are looking for a charity for the end of the year, which I know a lot of you are, please look to those groups of people and see how you can help them out and see how you can donate. I also, uh, I think if you're looking for more like context or information about that, um, I think that season one of The Fall Line, which is a podcast, was about indigenous women uh, who were either murdered or missing and they have a lot of great resources and bring a lot of light to a really serious issue yeah um that a lot of us are privileged enough not to have to worry about till we get older and see the world um so we will have some resources on our show notes this week of places you can donate things you can read um, ways to make the world around you a less terrifying, <laughs> frightening, dangerous place. Yeah. Um, maybe let's even tip it towards good and full and beautiful. Yeah, and it's not all downer. There's a lot of really great stories out there that you can yes. find. I think that's so important. So Marginalized people are not just their trauma. Yeah, yeah. Like Well said. Should have loved yeah. that. Marginalized people are not just their trauma. So look for the joy. Uh, look for the triumph. Look for the victories. And we'll link some of those as well. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up, Corey. Thank you. Hey, back yeah. at you. 
Do we have any other business we want to talk about? I don't know if we have any more business. I think that uh, let's get to it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Shall we babble? Let's babble. All right. This week, friends get fired up. (laughs) (laughs) Ba-doom ting. (laughs) Because we're going to be talking about a candle magic. I love candles. I think they're amazing. Um, I know I take for granted how easy it is to get a hold of candles, especially historically speaking, when we talk about or think about uh, that, that they were the only light. So they were very, very valuable. I love them. They're everywhere. I have big bags of tea lights just lying around. Yeah, because they're awesome. <laughs> yep. And every time I go to uh, like a QFC or something and I see the tall white seven day candles, are on sale i'm like i'll take 10 of those (laughs) i love candles do you buy any candles for rituals on a regular basis from a regular place and do you have a particular kind that you like i was actually going to ask you well i hope you didn't just hear that really loud thud but it's fine (laughs) i used to buy my candles at this place on queen anne It's like a frame store Mm. and they would sell bundles, I guess, of candles that had a book of matches, like a box of matches that came with like nice long stem matches. But I don't really go up to the top of the hill anymore. And I basically, I buy like the emergency tea lights that come in like the hundred, a hundred pack. Yeah. And I I buy a lot of white pillar, like glass pillar, like like ceremony candles for like saints and stuff but without the pictures on them i also learned in my research that you can get those where the candle is removable what oh but we're not there yet but we're not there yet or are we there yet i don't know all i know is i want to buy some so i can carve them and put them back in the jar and like i that blew my mind apart i was very excited and i'll give you sources for where i found that that's awesome yeah Okay. What about you, Detta? Your experience with candles. I happen to know you're burning a candle that your really cool friend made you. I am. <laughs> I so am. And I'm burning it every single day. And There's treasures at the bottom. I love it. I'm so excited. I got to the rosemary. I told you that, right? Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Uh, yes. My very cool friend, Corey. It's Corey, everybody. Gave me this candle for Samhain and I'm moving. And I love the charm that you put on it as well. It's very, uh, yeah, it's really cool. So uh, as far as candle supplies for my altars, I do a devotion every day to the Morrigan and the God. I get them at Zenith Supply here in Seattle, Washington. But I made a trip out to them (laughs) the last time that I went to restock my supply. And I found out that they will deliver online. So I will be doing that from now on. Please share the link because I don't have a place I go. Oh, yeah. They're great. And there's some really affordable ones. I'll send you... I will take a picture for everybody of the ones that I buy. You can buy in bulk, basically. Okay, everyone. They are basically Jewish candles for the Hanukkah. The menorah? The menorah. I'm Jewish. I don't know why I blanked on the menorah for just a moment. I guess because even though I am Jewish, I don't practice. So You're Jewish. <laughs> I am Jewish. So 
<laughs> but basically, that's the candles they are. And so you can get a huge pack of them for like five bucks from Zenith. And it's just absolutely wonderful. They're great people. I love Zenith. They also are the supply chain for most massage therapists in the city. So they have tons of oils and essential oils and lotions for massage therapists and also chairs and tables. I bought my very first table there. But they have all these witchy Wiccan supplies, but they have also bottles. It was so hard. The main reason that I can't go there other than COVID is because I walk in and I want to buy every single jar that's in there. (laughs) Every single jar. And they have so many of them. I have a serious jar problem, yeah. too. Yeah, see? Yeah. And they have candle-making supplies as well if you want to make your own candles. They're a really great store. And I make them sound like they're huge. It's a small little corner in the Roosevelt District in Seattle. And they're just wonderful people and really easy to talk to, and you can just call them. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that we both are very passionate about candles. I love them. I love yeah. them. Uh, well, why don't I go ahead and dive us into a little bit of history about the candle so we can get brought up to here and now where we are and how we use them. Great. Let us open the library door. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. I have a couple of sources this week, but none of them are Wikipedia. What? I just want to say that right now. Oh my Candle gosh. magic, if you look it up on Wikipedia and all of the different uh, variations therein, it takes you to a book called Candle Magic. Bye. It just takes you back to a book called Candle Magic because there's apparently a very famous book called Candle Magic, <laughs> which it's- is ironically not one of my sources. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is ironic. <clears throat> So the sources that I used are EnchantedLivingMagazine.com from an article by Veronica Varlow, Llewellyn.com, which took me right back to my college days, uh, from a journal article called Candle Lore and Magic, and from a website called UKEssays.com. So I'm going to start with the thing that I have the least information about which is a type of candle made in ancient India, like ancient, like way, way back, that sets itself apart from other ancient candles because it is made with no animal byproducts of any kind because the animals were sacred. That is really early to be doing. That's awesome. Yay, India. Apparently, if you boil cinnamon, now I'm not going to recommend you try this because I don't know the safety precautions necessary, but look into it. It's very interesting. Apparently, if you boil cinnamon for long enough, the byproduct becomes this, like, waxy substance that burns, which actually makes sense to me because if you've ever seen cinnamon used in, like, fancy cocktails or magic tricks, it sparks. It's very cool. I have never done that. I love, I love cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> cinnamon is so cool. And I remember when the cinnamon challenge became a thing, all I could think was, oh, no. Oh, no, because if you inhale cinnamon, it has a chemical in it that tells your body that it's drowning. So it makes you gasp in more air, which then makes you gasp in more cinnamon, and then you can choke. So don't do the cinnamon challenge, kids. This elder millennial is telling you a decade later, don't do the cinnamon (laughs) challenge. Um, But apparently, 
in ancient India, candles were made from this byproduct of boiling cinnamon to save to save the animals, man. Uh, it's really I'm all interesting. For that. <laughs> the interesting contrast between other parts of the world and India's take on candles is that in most other parts of the world, candles were made of either beeswax or animal tallow. Now, if you don't know what tallow is, it just kind of means fat. So, before candles, basically all lamps and lanterns were like oil with a wick, right? So that was how things were lit. The candle made it a little easier and more portable to take light with you places. Initially, they were made out of tallow and like reeds or grass. So it was like bundles of twiggy, grassy things and then rolled up to be long and thin with the animal fat and then cooled to harden. Those would be your original style candles also from that article i learned that the word candle comes from a latin word which is candere which i know i said wrong so don't at me and it means to shine which i love i do too um evidence of candles goes all the way back to as early as 3000 bce in egypt and crete Fun fact, I've been to Crete. It's gorgeous. When we can travel again, please go visit Crete. Oh, Stimulate that economy. It's in Greece, if you don't know. It's wonderful. Ancient peoples observed from a really early time that candles could reveal the mysteries and things. A lot of ancient civilizations and religions would meditate or pray or go into a trance or whatever by looking into the flame of a candle that was like how you would transcend and i think that's really interesting because one of the first pathworking techniques that i learned had you go into a trance-like state by meditating by looking at a candle flame so that's interesting to me and ancient pagans used to use candles as part of their religious observances but by the fourth century candles and lamps were adopted as part of christian ceremonies so this would be things like rituals and blessings the absolving of sins exercising of demons those types of things um there's demons some demons demons demons. you gotta exercise those demons now i of course am not making fun of anybody from the south I just want you to know that I'm doing the voice of a character from Gravity Falls. Anyway. And I'm from the South, so I shall make fun of my people. (laughs) If you don't watch Gravity Falls, watch Gravity Falls. Little Gideon will change your life. Anyway, this part of the history of candles is probably going to irritate a lot of people. Really chapped my ass. During the witch hunts of the Middle Ages, inquisitors would prescribe holy candles to, quote, preserve oneself from the injury of witches Hmm. end quote of course and i i'm gonna say a thing and i know that it's like i know that capitalism hasn't always been the driving force but i am gonna say a thing i feel like those holy candles probably cost something and there was money to be made there so not only were you like being close to god and saving the world from witchcraft or whatever but you were also probably lining somebody's pockets yeah 
Um, Witches were said to light candles during their Sabbaths as offerings and fealty to the devil, (laughs) Charming, who was often depicted wearing a lighted candle between his horns. Um, That's a bold headdress choice, I think. (laughs) You know? And to be demonized for that is just wrong. That's just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of cultures recognize that candles have a really strong connection to the dead. Perhaps this dates back to old Jewish customs, later later adopted by the Christians. It was said that a lit candle by the dying was believed to scare away demons or evil spirits. And I kind of love that. I think that's really beautiful because mm-hmm. um, it provides a light and it if it makes you feel safer, more protected, I think that's beautiful. Um, I'm going to interject here since you said that and brought that up. Yes. Uh, finding a way home. So ghost lights in theater, it's the light you leave on at the end of the night when you're shutting everything off so that people don't go and stumble into the pit. But also to keep the ghost. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I have almost fallen into the pit. It's a scary real thing. It is terrifying. But really, I like the ro- more, you know, other the other version of, you know, it keeps the ghost company. But back in the day, it wasn't electric, and they still did it, which is yep. how I how they started finding other sources. Yeah, it used to be candle or limelight. Yep, that's all. And uh, there's a there is a myth. I don't have any kind of idea of where it comes from. I couldn't find the origin of it, but I saw it a lot of times, and it was that if a candle burns blue. It means that a ghost is nearby. Ooh. Which I think is neat. Ooh. There are some colors that can be associated with candles in modern day witchcraft. Uh, for example, I'm not going to do all of them because there's a lot of colors. but uh, <laughs> And a lot of correspondences. A lot of correspondences. And sometimes it's very intuitive. You just pick the color that feels right. But some classic correspondences are pink for love and harmony, white for purity and protection, green for healing, money or prosperity, and red for strength, sexuality, or passion. Those are some of the uh, things to take into account, and I encourage you to find a book of correspondences or an article of correspondences, or if you're like me, an infograph of correspondences, because those are very handy, and uh, use that kind of... I don't know, knowledge, like community knowledge, uh, to help inform what you choose to use for your candles. This article, I was so inspired after this article. Where's this this has less, I'll, I'll, I promise oh. I will tell you. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> You're like, what is it? Tim? I know, I know. I'm so excited. So I was so inspired after reading this article. I want to meet the person who wrote it. And it's the first article that I referenced earlier, which is called, it's from Enchanted Living Magazine, written by Veronica Varlow. It was so beautiful. So I'm going to start with a quote from her grandmother, who was of Romani descent and did a lot of candle magic. As you burn a candle here on earth, the earthly plane, it will start to appear little by little on the other side. Now, this is some Romani Czech lore straight from Veronica's grandma, Helen, and she elaborates a lot on it, but I think that it's so 
beautiful to think that the magic you do here, as it burns out on this plane, gathers on the other side, whatever that is for you, so that when you pass to it, you have this like world of beautiful magic that you've made waiting for you. I love that. And like this sea of lighted candles. Because in your time, you're going to light a lot of candles. Yeah, burn more candles, everyone. Safely and within. <laughs> Safely. Yeah. Don't and away from cattails. <laughs> Lord. Oh, my goodness. But this article had, I think, a perfect segue to talking about how we use our candles now. Because there wasn't a lot of, like, historical that I could find that seemed valid or legitimate that was like and witches used to do this or witches used to do that it was just there was a lot of hearsay about how witches used Mm -hmm. candles and since witches weren't doing a lot of writing their own stories back then i don't take a lot of that into account but this can't this article was like mind-blowing to me in its simplicity and also like how clear it was about candle magic. And it basically starts with your birthday candle is the first candle spell you ever do because you make a wish on it, right? Like you blow it out and you think that as your five-year-old self thinks it has power to grant your wishes. That's a spell. Yeah, it is. It's like dandelions blowing the, yeah. Just like dandelions. And... This is basically just a little amazing, simplified, I don't want to call it like a recipe or like a step-by-step, but it's how Veronica encouraged you to approach creating your candle spell. She said something about intention that I'm going to carry with me forever. God bless you. (laughs) Detta just sneezed silently, very impressive, into her shirt a couple of times. Thank you. Uh, sneeze faces are the best. Anyway, when thinking about your intention, I encourage you to think of this phrase that I learned from this article, which is this or something better. Now the phrase this or something better, when you are setting your intention or asking for something, say that you're asking for security at work. Ask for that. And afterwards say this or something better. Because what that does is it makes the spell completely limitless. There are no ceilings to what you can attract with your spell if you say this or something better. And I'm really like jazzed on that. It really hit me. But basically, when you are thinking of making a candle spell, this is a very basic way to do it. Set your intention. Think of the type of candle you want to use, whether it's a pillar or a tea light or one of your own design or beeswax or soy or whatever it is. Pick your candle. You can carve your candle. You can add oil to your candle. She encourages using sparkles on your candle. Aww. And um, deciding when you want to burn it because there are different times of month, of moon phase, of day, of night that are going to change and enhance your spell. And I think that's a great segue yeah how do you use candles i when i first started practicing well i use them every day because like i said i do uh, devotion every day to the morgan and the god 
And so I have a candle for her. Hers are always red. Uh, my God, candles, though. So I've never... I'm going to take us off track here just a teeny bit. I had never committed to uh, God per se, but definitely have always been drawn to the Celtic pantheon since the moment I started and the moment the Morgan showed up. I've always just lit a candle for the God. and But lately, and let's hope I say this right, I haven't done a lot of investigation this way, this direction. Sarnos has been showing up. So I I don't know if he's going to hang around permanently. I don't know if he's finally, after 22 years, my God, that is going to be in my life for the rest of my life. But I've always burned a black candle for the God. So it's been red, black, and then I do a white candle that is representative of the place and space out of time that I meet with them and commune with them in. But... <laughs> Since Sarnos has shown up, I keep changing it to blue. So it just like keeps, it's like, okay, you want blue. It's a dark blue. So I use it for that. And I also, I do all the, oh, yeah, you were going to say something. I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. Is that the horned god? Sarnos, the horned god, I think, is, from my understanding, is right. is on his, is, is an entity all his own. So... I like to have context, yeah. and so I wanted to know how that was spelled and what it was from. And I found one that's spelled C-E-R-N-U-N-N-O-S. Yeah. That is him. So, yeah, that's it's him. the conventional name given in the Celtic studies and depictions of the horned god of yeah. Celtic polytheism. This may be where Celtic lore and Wicca diverge, so I'll check into that. I know a lot of people make the horned god not him. <laughs> sure. And I don't know. I have to. I have to be honest. I don't know the reasoning behind that. Why the horned god is never then said, and that is Sarnos. But rarely have I seen that. But I did find that when I, like I said, I've just barely. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I know about him is actually. I'm gonna say Kevin Hearn's name again from Kevin Hearn's books. I haven't done a ton of research into him. I have been horribly neglectful of my male pantheon side. I know a little <laughs> bit about the Dogda and and I am I'm trying to fix that. I'm trying to correct that part of my spiritual life. So I will be I'll I'll share with you as I learn more about Sarah. Can't I wait. Just barely started. He just showed up literally like three weeks ago. This is not quite the end of November. He sh he showed up before the election. So, you know, November 1st or 2nd, I believe. He sounds far less frightening than who visited me oh, during the election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a story for another time. Maybe we'll talk about that at the beginning of the next episode. Yeah. 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 So, the other ways that I use magic or candle magic is for spells. I do all the same things for candle spells that I do for other spells. I involve astrological signs. I involve the moon. I involve the timing of the day. I I do all of that. I plan all of that out. I sometimes use moon water if I'm not in the right moon phase or another form of magic that we'll talk about next episode, not magic, where I've stored some of the moon's energy and then I undo it at the time if I if everything else is fitting except the time of the month for that spell. And I carve on them, which Corey did for me on the candle that she gave me. There were carvings on the top. Can I just tell you, I always carve on the side of candles. They're always, 
the little candles or tall taper candles. And I've never heard about this jar. I've always wanted to do right on the candle that are in jars, but have never known how to do that. I always just draw on the jar. Yeah. And I do that as well. But I have never in all my years have I drawn on top of a jar candle. And Corey gave me this candle. It's the first time I saw that. I just went, why have I never thought of this? It is brilliant. And I love it. So, and I was like, I don't want it to burn away. But of course it does. Because that's the point. That's it's supposed, supposed to burn to do. away. I know, but it was so beautiful because you're <laughs> such a beautiful artist. So that's how. It was a star. It yeah. wasn't that exciting. Yeah. So that's how I use them. And but. you can use them. I mean, candle magic is any spell you want, basically. Yeah. Uh, in, in the same opinion. way that in the same way that sigils can be drawn on anything from mm-hmm. kitchen goods to stones to the tags in your clothes, mm-hmm. candles can be adapted in all those ways and more. Uh, it's you can it's infinitely customizable. Mm-hmm. And something that I love about candle magic is that there are correspondences and there are you know, like steps you can take and things you can add that correspond to other elements, but you can also candle magic so easy. You can have a feeling, grab a tea light, draw on it in colored marker and just do your thing and like be done. And like, it's just grab it and stare at it. It's a very fun sort of, if you're, it's a, it's a good medium for spontaneous spell work. Yeah, it is. Do you ever take your, candles and dip them in oil and then roll them around in herbs and stuff like that do you ever do that kind of stuff i haven't yet i've actually only been doing actual candle magic for about a year and uh not as much as i'd like and i recently saw because i was trolling around instagram for that aesthetic and i saw this person's Samhain feast and they had carved holes in apples to stick their tapers in. Nice. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I could have been doing cool shit like that this whole time. <laughs> um, but having seen having seen a lot of really beautiful candle spells and like local and small candle artists, mm-hmm. I am far more interested in like taking a heat source to the top of a candle so that it gets soft and melty and like sticking herbs in the top and yeah. rolling it around in in safe materials and I carve my candles my god and my goddess candle for my uh, sabbat altar they are carved and I painted the symbols silver and gold respectively uh I actually just got a silicone form. What are those called? Those silicone like forms? The, those molds. I got it from Buy Nothing. So awesome. And it's a heart. It's a fall one. And so I'm going to make some squirrel and acorn candles from those molds. And also, I think there's an owl in it. But So you can take, you can find molds and make your own candles if you want to honor a dead pet. Or if you want to do a human mold and do that type of magic, please be I've careful seen, if you do that. <laughs> I have seen such beautiful candles that are just like thick, beautiful mm-hmm. women's bodies. Oh, yeah. And there's something about like mm. like that like beautiful like fat cinnamon roll looking like like the Venus Bondorf. 
Yeah. And just like in wax. Yeah. There's something about that that I love so much. And um, as a person with a full tin of cinnamon rolls, I really appreciate that uh, when I'm like worshiping. Yeah. I love that um, as well. Yeah, my wife was really into Venus Wollendorf. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You would know the little statue goddess if you saw her. And she's very round and beautiful. And Yeah. Yeah. She's so cute. Yeah, I like her. I am a big fan of jar candles. Yes. I... And they're safe, everyone. <laughs> they're much safer. They're much safer than, like, tapers or, or just pillars. Yeah. Uh, but... I have, I learned something very dangerous, which is that you can get a membership at what? Yankee Candle. No, no, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. She's, she's leading you down so, a path, everybody. Okay, tell us everything, Corey. So if you buy candles, you get points. <laughs> and you get like a free candle on your birthday. What? And, and I, I'm a big fan of fire yeah. I didn't mean for that to sound like I'm an arsonist, but I just really like fire. And I've always been fascinated by it. And I think the introduction of like breath into mm. candle magic has been really cool for me. But as far as candles go, I always have one burning. I always have one burning, except at night when I'm asleep. Wow. Because I have a cat. Yeah. Who is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> And um, and that makes I, jars really, really safe. The jar is yeah. really, really great. And if I can't get to Yankee Candle, because they are a little on the pricier side, they're a special treat yourself kind of thing. Michael's always has some kind of deal. In fact, I think I have a box of candles coming to me from Michael's that are like the nice woodwick candles. Mm. And those are ones that are just like always around and always lit. Mm -hmm. And I love that because... I have a tendency to hyper-focus, to hyper-fixate, and in the past year or so, the occasional tendency to dissociate. Mm. And so having a candle around that is lit, already lit, like ready, and already burning, has been an incredibly cool grounding sort of tether for me. Yeah. Oh, tether is one of my favorite words. I use it all the time. So if I feel like I'm yeah. about to like float away in a not mm -hmm. great way that I'm not ready to do or don't want to do, I will begin to just look at the candle. Flame. It is a great form of meditation. It's also mm -hmm. a great form of divination. And it's also a wonderful form of communicating with your higher powers, whatever they happen to be, if you choose to do that. Also, I'm just going to throw out a, a little budget thing here. You can also go to the grocery store and buy emergency candles, and guess what? They work just as well. Just I have a ton. Yeah, just ton. do what you do with your other tools and consecrate them when you get home. Cleanse them and consecrate them for magical use. They do not have to be expensive. No, as we that's why I'm saying. Yeah, like Yankee Candles, yeah. the treat yourself moment. But I, uh, I grew up in a house where <laughs> at least one person was always selling party light. What? What's that? And so party light, it's like the Mary Kay, but for candles. Oh my. So it's like you sell stuff to your friends. And so I've just always had like dozens and dozens of tea lights and votives and pillars yeah. and ball candles around me. Oh, I miss ball candles. Oh. oh, I haven't seen those in 
Oh, wow. Ages. They're kind of like passe now. They're not like fashionable or whatever, but Ooh, they look like moons. Let's make them fashionable again. Yeah. yeah. But I've always had candles around me and having, because I'm an actor, uh, having been poor most of my grown-up life, uh, you learn ways to make your candles stretch. Yeah. So before we maybe break down a candle spell, like how we would break down a candle spell, um, I just want to say, here is a tip. Your candle is very rarely, especially if it is a jar candle, so this is for jar candles especially, it's, it's not ever really going to burn cleanly all the way to the bottom. So you boil a kettle of water. You pour that water into the empty jar. It will melt all of the wax into a disc. You put that disc in a bowl or a container. And then when it's full, you melt that wax again in a, like a bain-marie or a double boiler or something. And you put a wick in it. And baby, you got a candle. Yeah. And you can combine colors to get different colors or... Yeah, but make sure make sure if you're doing that, that you, at the end, when you take it out, actually maybe even use the boiling water. I've never done what I'm about to suggest, but I would think it would work, is uh, unconsecrate it, if that makes sense, and then reconsecrate it after yeah. you make it. So that if it's got any residual of whatever spell you're doing, that you get rid of that. Unless, of course, it's a spell where you need to go and bury whatever's left somewhere away yes. from your home. If you're doing some sort of banishing, make sure you do that. Do not put that in your remaking candles stuff. No, but if, if you're... Especially for like your aesthetic candles mm-hmm. or the candles that you just burn to make your house smell nice. Yeah. Every three or four candles you go through, you'll be able to make another candle. That's so great. Which is great. Witchy tip, Corey. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, there's something really satisfying too about watching it like bubble up from the bottom. It looks like a little lava lamp. Oh. It's very fun. So Detta. Yeah. If you were going to do a spell with say a taper Mm -hmm. what would you do i work a lot with healing spells with my candles and i work a lot with protection spells with my candles i am not everyone folks out there i'm not a big love person (laughs) when it comes to my spells maybe because i have such a wonderful wife and i've been married for so long so maybe but if i was going to do i i just i hesitate with the love stuff, because I don't think it's healthy to try to affect someone else's will. And that's sidebar, why. Sidebar. Yeah. yeah. Sidebar little tip. If you're looking for love from someone, that's a place where I would recommend you very, very hard focus on your phrasing. And it's also, yeah. it's also a great place to use our new favorite phrase, this or something, or something better. better, yeah. And instead of trying to bend somebody's will, you know, work on self-love first. Now, those yeah. kind of spells, self-love spells. Big fan. Really great. So that's uh, candle. Also, I do a lot of banishing spells with candles because you get to watch them burn away. I've done a couple of seven-day spells. And a seven-day candle spell, everyone, is not you don't leave it burning for seven days. You burn it for a certain amount of time over seven days and you usually put notches in it and you have some sort of sigil or saying or sometimes you put paper around it with names on it that's for banishing things or not just names but uh, 
things you don't want in your life that you're banishing. And, of course, this would be from the full moon to the new moon as the moon is waning if you're going to do a banishing spell. And also if you're going to tie the paper around it, you have to, you cannot leave this unattended. So let's just say fire safety here, everyone, and always have water near your space where you are burning the candle or baking soda if you've got oil on your candle because it's just like a kitchen fire. Water's just going to make it worse. So just make sure you have all those tools around you while you're doing it. I will say as well, make sure you're consecrating your tools. I mentioned that earlier, but I don't think we've talked a lot about that on the podcast yet. Before you use your candles, once they're in your home, cleanse them, consecrate them, align them to your energies. It's a really important step. Don't leave it out. But those are the big three for me as far as candle spells go. But I also do a lot of candle divination because like you, I love fire. I love fire. Love fire. And I'm also a fire sign. And I'm an I'm an air sign with Ooh. all of my stuff in the fire quadrant of my chart. Look at us. I found it, by Ooh. the way. Did I you? found it. I was looking for it before. I wanted to show Dada and I couldn't find it. And I found it when I was looking for stuff about candle magic Ooh. in my old printouts. I'm so excited. And uh, when you look at it, it looks like a bowl. Uh-huh. Like there's everything is just in the bottom quadrant of the chart. That is amazing. <laughs> it's like, wow. I cannot Calm wait down. to see it and talk about that. What about you? What kind of candle spells do you do? I know you said you've only been doing them for a year, but what are you drawn to so about far? a year or so, yeah. Uh, well, I want to just jump off what you said about the seven-day candles. Yeah. So yeah, if you're banishing or trying to minimize something or make it go away, that is the phase you want to do from full to new. But if you're looking to increase, mm-hmm. maybe expand on some potential create something you're going to want to do that from the new moon to the full moon and you can do two seven day candles or you can just do one candle and just do the first seven days or the last seven days it's entirely up to you do what you feel um yeah look at the correspondences look at the astrological what's going to serve you best sometimes it's in the middle of Mm -hmm. that definitely phase if i was going to do a spell with a candle I like to use the seven-day jar candles because I'm a big fan of do the work up front so that the next week is easy. Mm-hmm. But I also lately have gotten very much into tea lights, which are like little candles and votives, which are like halfway between a tea light and a pillar candle. Votives are like tiny... They're like two and a half inches high. Mm-hmm. They often have like a peaked top at the top. And they're really, really easy for spell work because they'll burn down in an evening. Yeah. And they're small and they're cute. And you can just burn them in a fire safe bowl or a candle holder if you have one. Oh, they, and they make tons of holders for votives. And they make so much light. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're also excellent for lanterns and things like that. But... What I would do is on the bottom, probably carve a sigil for the spell and then, or draw it if it's a tea light and it's in its own little holder, or uh, I would carve up the sides, or if it's a tea light, I'd carve on the top. Mm. And then I like to add a couple of drops of oil into the carving. I like to add color drawings if I'm using colors. If I have colored candles, I'll use those. I used my last light blue pillar nope taper candle 
which is sad, which is why I was going to ask you where you get your candles yeah. because I was like, I need to stock up they're, my candles. They're pretty great. I have also been known to drive to Bellingham to pick up my candle supplies. So When it's safe, yeah. can we do that? We can yeah. go on a road trip. Oh, let's do that. I would love that. And then we'll, if hopefully Riley will still be around, we'll go to Patton Lake. Okay. Too. I okay. used to That'd run around Lake Patton all the time. Love that. Um, but then I'll, I, I don't use a ton of oils. If I am going to use oil, I'll just do it right in the top. But what a great right opportunity also to use like an infused oil or a special oil, oil just adding more oomph to your spell. Yeah. All these I know that I'll be making candles using the oil you made me because oh. it's got so many protective properties in it. It does. So I'll definitely be using that. Um, and then I, like I said, am all about the aesthetic <laughs> so I am getting more into the idea of um, sort of dipping my candles or using a hairdryer to make the outside edges soft. Nice. And then smushing pretty things onto them like rose hips or chamomile buds or whatever. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what it what is great about candles is that you can make the power be in the fire. Or you can make the build to the power be in the fire and then the power of the spell be the blowing it out. Mm. There's or a lot of really beautiful stuff yeah. about like you light this candle, you meditate on it for a while, you say your spell, you say your chant, you say your blessing, whatever it is. And then the breath you use to blow it out sends it out into the universe. That's like a really great I spell. love that. And yes, there are times where it can disperse the power and you don't want that. It depends on who you are and what spell you're doing and how you are choosing to work. Listen to your instincts. If you're getting the spell from somebody else and adapting it, listen to what they suggest. If you're working with a certain deity, listen to what you think they'd prefer. I think both are fine, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we've probably all seen that moment in Practical Magic where she blows on the oh candle and it lights up. Yeah. We all wish we could do that. But yeah. like the next best thing is to slowly and intentionally blow out your spell. Now, if it's a snuffy kind of spell, snuff it. If it's a lick your fingers and pinch it kind of spell, mm -hmm. do that. But know that that it's not just the candle. It's what you put into it. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? It totally does. Well, Corey, <laughs> what a lovely time. Would you like to send up some sparks? You know... I would love to set up some sparks. <laughs> sparks like there's cinnamon on top of your drink. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. What's your first spark today? Or do you have more than one today? I have one spark okay. today. And it is a Instagram that I've started following because their stuff is freaking gorgeous. Uh, I also followed it from my personal account and the podcast account. So <laughs> I can't get enough. I can't wait. They are called... They are called the Sage, Stone, and Candle. I love them. Yeah, they're amazing. Can't get enough. Please check their shop out. Um, their stuff is probably too fancy for everyday spell use, but please check it out because I think that the mindfulness with which they are made and the beautiful aesthetic of them is something that could really brighten, not if not your altar space, your home space. Nice. Check out them. They are. Check out them. <laughs> check them out. They are great. I don't know. That was kind of a Yoda moment. It was so, a very Yoda yeah, moment. I, liked I have those sometimes. <laughs> My spark this week is Ravensong Seeds and Herbals. And I discovered them through the Chestnut School where I am taking my herbal classes. And they're one of the suggested places where we can get 
some of our materials. They are from Vancouver, B.C. They are located there. And I ordered some seeds that I couldn't get anywhere else. But when I went to their website, I also discovered that she makes honeys. It's just one person. I think it's one person. Yeah. Herbal infused honeys, which is one of the things I'm going to learn how to do, but I don't do it yet. I know. You're going to be so excited. I am so so excited now. I ordered, hello, welcome winter. Anybody else out there have sad? Are you with me, (laughs) Mm. folks? Yeah. So I, I do, and I don't like doing the... You know, I just don't like doing the drugs thing unless I absolutely have to. I'm not against Western medicine. Please don't hear that. I got some St. John's wort infused honey and it's absolutely delicious. Have you ever taken St. John's wort? It doesn't taste great. It's not the best kind of, but in honey, it's kind of okay. And in honey and tea, which is what I'm drinking so much. Everyone, I have so much tea. I just love supporting these small, independently owned shops, but I have so much now. Don't worry. I'm helping her get through it all. (laughs) She gave me, I was like, so, okay, really quick sidebar. I don't want to take this over. Make it about me, but I have to tell you something funny. So my friend Amy sent me a tea sampler that she had. She like made these little packets Mm. of loose leaf tea for me. So when you said that you were going to give me some of your tea, that is what I expected. Now, I don't know if y'all have been on the Instagram recently, but I posted a picture of three huge jars of tea because Denna gave me almost, it felt like almost full bags of of the Hades, the Persephone, and the uh, Demeter tea from Cat and Kettle. Yeah, I have so much herbal tea now. Oh, oh, that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of the tea. And I'm Ugh. drinking a lot of tea every day, and I'm so much tea, so much, and I love it. And it really keeps me hydrated and healthy and happy. I have to be careful. You all have to be careful too. If you are a big tea drinker and certain herbs, you cannot, like licorice root, if you find licorice root in your teas, which I love and adore love. licorice root, you cannot have more than, I think it's five grams a day. Do not overdo it, and you cannot take it for long periods of time. So try not to make it a daily habit. You can OD on licorice root. You can. You can, so just be careful. Watch your watch your herbal correspondences when you're drinking all this tea. Like I am. while we're on a quick little tea yeah. hiatus here. Uh, yeah, we went away from our spark. <laughs> we went away from our spark. We'll get back, back there in a second. Uh, I'm in the market for an excellent bespoke teaspoon. Ooh. So if you know of any shops I should look at, or if you know of any people I should get in touch with, or any places that you like to look at beautiful tea things, yeah. please send us a message oh, or please. a comment, because I would like a teaspoon, and I want to support local or small if I can. Okay, let's talk about yeah. your yeah. herbal honey. Yeah, no, she's that. that's basically it. It's it's really great, and I I think it is her... But Raven Song Seed and Herbs, I love it. And plus, I love the name, you know. And honey is so good. Honey is so good for spells. You know why? Because it's sticky and it never goes bad. Yeah. It's the best. I love it. So. I love honey. That's my, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you this week. I think that's all I have too. Oh my gosh. I ran out of words, everybody. The unthinkable has happened. (laughs) 
That's okay. We'll find them again very fast. I we'll promise. We'll find more. We'll find more. Well, thank you for sticking with us through uh, episode 14. We hope that you enjoyed the interview last week. We know we had a great time doing it. Um, yeah, we love you, Darren. We love you, Darren. Darren and Taya sent me a picture of them listening to the episode together, and then they called me afterward. I was just so touched. <laughs> Did they yeah. offer us any feedback? So, Probably. No, they only oh. have wonderful, fabulous things to say. Um, That's yeah. nice. Thanks, Taya. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. Well, on that high note, until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. And if you liked it, please don't forget to rate and review us if you're on Apple and like us if you're on Spotify. And if you're so inclined, please tell your friends because we would love to have them along for the fun as well. Don't forget to leave that review because that really helps other people find this podcast. We also love it when you ask us questions, so please feel free to reach out to our Gmail, bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Or our Facebook at bonfirebabble. Or our Instagram at bonfirebabble. Or Twitter at bonfirebabble. I think Twitter is bonfirebabblepodcast. <laughs> what? Go figure. I don't know. So yeah, reach out and find us there. And thanks again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links below.